yeah, we did that almost once a year, every time with the tour. And, you know, talking about that audience responsibility, you know, it's when you when you have a schedule and you play like 30 shows or something like that in a row, you know, from for your perspective or even for mine or Louis, it's 30 shows. But it's really always important to remember that for that person that is there, it's just that one evening. That's right. You know, it's just that one evening where they get to see you. So you don't really have room to mess anything up on stage or off stage because it's that person's only experience right. that they have that evening. So that that's correct. why you got to give it your, everyone's got to give it their 100%. That, that's what for me, the, the, the motor code, honesty, integrity, loyalty is so meaningful. Life is definitely simple. We make it complicated. So my goal in life right now is to make sure that I share my wisdom to the next generation. Uh, first of all, I want you to know why we're doing this podcast. Okay. We've done a few things together. Yes. Uh, you have helped me um, uh, have a connection, communication, and relationship with the German people, which is something that I want uh, the people who are going to watch this podcast to know, you know, who's behind uh, this, this live shows that we do in Europe, yeah. right? But the whole point of this po podcast for me, because I know you're gonna love the whole concept of it. It's better human, better planet. And and I like to bring people that make a difference in the world, in my life, and in, in their lives or whatever, right? And we're gonna un unveil, you know, who you are for the people. Because you're the typical behind the camera human being. <laughs> Right? It's like they I see so. Caesar in front, <laughs> but then it's the producers, yeah. it's the casting people, the directors. And in a live show, we have the people like you. But without you, I can't do a live show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is the promoters and, 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 and how you are helping me to do my mission, which is Better Human, Better Planet. Yeah. You know, and, and the new show is called Better Human, Better Dog. Yeah. But you understand my philosophy. You have experienced my energy and the team that I have. I have a an amazing Mexican team, right? That, yes, that travels, and then the the Germans combined team, which is the precision and the well, they're always on time. <laughs> uh, but we we how we come together yeah. as a as a as an amazing pack, and we live together for like a month, and you know, and we go through the ups and downs together, and everything that that entails. Uh, to do a live show, and, and especially in places like Germany, yeah. uh, Austria, Switzerland, all of that, Europe. There's a different set of rules, boundaries, and limitations. That is true. You know what I mean? That is true. And so I want you guys to meet um, the human who make things possible in my live shows. I understand Luis is part of it, but he doesn't do as much <laughs> as Sina. <laughs> he just does logistics. I do have a lot, a big heart for the Amer for the America, for the German people. I have a, uh, I love the challenge. You know, yeah. they 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 bring. Uh, I love the structure that they have. I love it. I I admire, you know, discipline. Yeah. I admire structure. I I crave it. Uh, I imitate it. I think it's part of success. Um, Uh, I, I think uh, being on time is extremely crucial. You are super on time. I just want to say that on camera. <laughs> you're like the, one of the most punctual people I know. Yes, and I go to sleep on time. <laughs> I don't party. I don't party. I'm an easy artist, as they call it. I don't. Yeah. I don't consider myself an artist, but um, but I do. I do like to make sure that I don't waste people's time. Yeah. 
you know, that I that people know that I, I care about their time and their efforts and the money that they put into it. You know, so uh, as I go, I learn many, many things. I, I, I'm new in this. Yeah. You know, I'm the first, uh, definitely the first Mexican guy who, who talks about dogs uh, around the world. <laughs> and you've got to see, I'm going to say, you're the Mexican artist on stage that got to see most German cities because in yeah. the last 10 years we've we've been around tell tell can you uh, where, where 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 have we been mm. well over like again over the past 10 years we've really hit all the big cities in germany we've been to berlin multiple times we've been to munich been to cologne to hamburg frankfurt Mannheim, and also to smaller cities like yeah. rostock up in the north um which you've never seen the Baltic Sea before until mm -hmm. we came there. You yep. probably didn't know that a place like that existed in Germany. Um, so, yeah, you've been really seeing all the markets, all the sites, and got a really good view and feeling of what the Germans are about. Now, the challenge is another challenge, is that I need to have uh, interpreted. Yes. Somebody who interprets what I'm saying, yes. because, you know, sometimes people yeah. in Germany only speak German. Yeah, that was a big challenge when we first... Um, you know, sit together and thought about how we're going to do the live show. It's like, okay, language might be an issue. I mean, especially with everything you talk about, you know, the dog philosophy, that's vocabulary that's a mm -hmm. little bit more challenging than maybe what a comedian does. Right. So we were thinking about how it's that going to go. And, you know, obviously having subtitles is not, is not a fun way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I thought of this um, host that I'd known for a while And I thought, you know what, I think they would really get together and we would kind of create almost like a late night show vibe on stage. And I was really happy that that actually worked. Steven on the first tour. Yeah, Steve is amazing. <laughs> Steve is amazing. And um, you guys had a great thing going. And yeah. I think that elevated the show to even another level because it was so entertaining. Which I never done. Together. I yeah. never done, right? To yeah. to to say my words, my lines, yeah. and feed the uh, feel the audience yeah. because that's another uh, thing. You you are in front of thousands of people, yeah. And then then the translator is gonna come in, and how you incorporate that yeah. with is with is the German speaking person, and then is this Mexican guy speaking English, and then the audience become part of this. Uh, frequency this mm -hmm. this this moment of of happiness yeah. learning love yeah. family you know uh, it's, it's I never done it and I think it's fantastic it, it has no it allows me to have no boundaries or no obstacles yeah you know can I go to a place where they don't speak my language yeah right or the language that I learned to speak and I go yeah you know because for me it's like let me teach you about energy philosophy and action yeah. the dogs are dogs no matter where we are in the world yeah. the only ones who changes language is the human yeah. but but if we work together like yeah. with interpreted myself <laughs> and the audience and then we can achieve big things yeah and it know? definitely worked i mean it the, you guys had such a natural energy and connection on stage that made it so much funnier and yeah. so much more interesting yeah Um, that back and forth between you guys, you yeah. know, that is, 
that is hard to do. Yes. Because you have to have a personal connection yeah. to get that done. You know, and we just met. Yeah, exactly. We did not have much time to rehearse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <true. laughs> kind of jumped in the cold water there. But <laughs> so when we talk about living the moment, that yeah. is living in the moment, yeah. right? It's, yeah. Okay, we're gonna do a live show where somebody's gonna repeat what you're saying in German, yeah. but then you have to wait uh, uh, for people to get the concept or people yeah. to laugh. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and all of this have to be done simultaneously yeah. as you do it. It's like you jump into it yeah. and you learn about this new way of uh, giving us a show. Yeah. And and the only thing you do is grow. Yeah. Right. Because it, it just Definitely gets better do. every night. Yeah. You just get better and better and better. I grow every single I have yeah. fun every single night. I mean, we go, um, you know, we we do a sh we do a, a show, a live show. And then the next day we have to travel to do another live show at nighttime. Yes. You know, we, we rest for like a day or two days, but we don't really rest because we're always traveling. Yes. So the 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 uh, the challenging yourself spiritually, instinctually, emotionally, mentally yeah. is something that we practice. Yeah. You it's know? a really rough schedule. It's it's not easy, you know, it's it's rough on on your voice. Because you talk very, a lot of, you know, you talk like two hours yeah. every day. Um, you know, you travel, yeah. which is exhausting. There's not a lot of alone time mm -hmm. to like decompress about things. Yeah. You know, you're always with people. Yeah. Um, you're always on the road, either in a bus or in a car or on an airplane. So it's definitely an exhausting process. It's fun. Yeah. But it's also exhausting. Yeah. No, no, no. You die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you don't feel because you're an adrenaline and a responsibility. Yes. Right. So, uh, this business cannot can can be done if you're responsible, right? It, it's you just have to be a can't. little crazy. You yeah. have to be a little bit crazy. You have to be a little. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. gonna die every night, and but you're gonna use adrenaline. Yeah. And then you're not gonna feel anything until you finish the show. And once I finish the show, like everything is broken. <laughs> like it's a, even worse when the tour is over because then you really feel it. Yeah, that's when you feel it. Yeah, then you're like, holy crap, yeah. I've just been traveling for like, I don't know, a month. I don't know what time it is. And you were thousands of people, right? Yeah. So we do like meet and greets yeah. that, that adds into like your immune system. Yeah. Right? Because that, that some people have good energy. Yeah. Some people have a very sad energy and yeah. they still want to hug you. Yeah. You know, and they want to tell you all the stuff. And, yeah. And, and, uh, and so you have, you're just taking absorbing taking absorbing yeah. giving 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 yeah. absorbing 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 and that's why i go to sleep that's yeah. why i i don't i i just want to have a nice dinner because yeah. you know we love food yeah um <laughs> that's one thing it's a must yes. like right food is a must feeding you is very essential it's <laughs> <laughs> very essential that's right and then that's it i just want my time alone and that's the time where i can go to a sauna just sweat things out or or, or just watch uh, some kind of narcos thing. Yeah, you know, just so, get your head. Yeah, just that's it. Just yeah. I know. Why do you watch narcos? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I watch narcos, yeah. but I always go watch the same show. I watch Scarface uh, three hundred times. Yeah. I watch three hundred another three hundred times. Yeah. Anything that has to do with with uh, calm confidence. I know Scarface is not a good one, but I like it. You know, it's like yeah. my second kind of thing. Yeah. Where hmm. But obviously, I don't. I don't practice that kind of energy. But uh, for some reason, I, that's what I watch. Yeah. Or comedy. I do comedy too. I need something that really, you know, because it's very, like you said, it's very stressful. You know, you're on the road a lot, and 
um, you need something to decompress. And my yeah. thing is definitely comedy. Yeah. And I like to watch the same thing. Yeah, but you guys always stay late at night and have a beer. That's it's true. like a religion. That's true. <laughs> it's like, why they always true. stay over? Like, guys, go to sleep. Nope. My team it's always stay past 10 o'clock or 10, 11. <laughs> and then they always have a big ass beer. Uh, and then they go to sleep. You have a gift because you can decompress. Even though you're the one on stage, you can decompress faster than sometimes I think we can. Like yeah. we were, you know, so hyped up after a show that everything went well. You know, it. I can't go to sleep right away. Wow. You know, it takes that moment to like discuss with you know the people you're on tour with and maybe have a drink to chill. Kill, you know, to cool yeah. down and be ready to actually go to bed. Otherwise, you're just overexcited and you can't sleep. So. Yeah, but everybody deals with it yeah, differently. Yeah, completely you know, different. It's, it's, everybody has their own little thing that they do after a show. Um, and it's definitely challenging. I think a lot of people don't know how challenging that is to come off of stage, be so full of adrenaline, and finding a way to decompress because you need to do it over again the next day. The next day. Yeah. So that's it's a real challenge. For and a lot of not people. only, guys, you have to do it the next day. You have to do it the next day as it looks like it's the first time you're doing it. Exactly. With the same energy. With, with really the good same energy. energy. And you have to be authentic. You have yes. to be honest. You have to follow through uh, for people to keep giving you the loyalty, the love, all of that. It's extremely crucial, yeah. you know, um, that you keep the audience as your biggest responsibility possible, you know, because everybody yeah. is going to save some money to come see you. Yeah. It's going to it's going to make time to come see you. They're been waiting for yeah. you for years, two years. Yeah, uh, we get uh, on Instagram. We get a lot of German people. When are you coming back to Germany? When are you coming back to Germany? And I have to say that G Germany is one of those countries that would like to have me once a year. Yeah, we did that almost once a year, every time with the tour. And you know, talking about that audience responsibility, you know, it's when you when you have a schedule and you play like 30 shows or something like that in a row, you know, from for your perspective or even for mine or Louis, it's 30 shows. But it's really always important to remember that for that person that is there, it's just that one evening. That's right. You know, it's just that one evening where they get to see you. So you don't really have room to mess anything up on stage or off stage because it's that person's only experience right. that they have that evening so that that's why you got to give it your everyone's got to give it their 100 that, that's what for me the 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 motor code honest integrity loyalty is so meaningful yeah you know what i mean so that that's the only way i can stay um being a hundred percent responsible it's like being a parent you are a mom yeah you know i'm a dad and you have two girls, I have two boys. It's the same responsibility, boy or girl, same, right? Yeah. It's, 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 you become an amazing dad or mom when your level of responsibility is stronger than your tiredness. Oh, yeah. It's stronger than, <laughs> than the world crumbling, right? Because yeah. we all went through. No, no la pongas ahí con ella. You know, going through COVID, yeah. the world, not uh, one person or one country, the whole world. Yeah went through COVID. And one thing that I love about German people is how much did you guys love to help other people? Yeah. If you, if it's something that you guys love to do it, but my experience is every time something bad happens, you guys allow refugees to come in and feel safe or peaceful or, or at least being fed. Yeah. How, how do you guys, what do you, what, what, um, cause I know you're, you, 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 you like to encourage your girls to be good to animals. Yeah. To be good to nature. I, I, I seen you, I know. Uh, uh, but in this case, uh, I, uh, Luis, 
told yeah. me that you were helping the refugees and and how that that was a an important task or an important thing uh, for your daughters to be practice yeah. to be to because I did it with my kids with yeah. animals right yeah. hey guys we're gonna rescue dogs you know when my yeah. raised my kids in South Central and so it was a lot of pit bulls in South Central and my kids grew up rescuing pit bulls yeah. right and helping an animal or human is just as important for us yeah right it's just whoever needs the help that's who you that's exactly. who you uh, need to help exactly right? it's it's all about I mean I think that's what every parent essentially wants to do is raise good people you yes. know you want your kids good to be humans. happy yeah um, however that looks you know if that yeah. means they become a lawyer or you know or rescue animals that's all fine you know you just want them to be happy yeah and you want them to be responsible you want them to hopefully most of the time make the right and good decisions mm -hmm. and for me it's really important to be empathetic you mm -hmm. know to, to to help i think we all have that responsibility when we see somebody or something that needs help to do so yeah and not ask questions you know yeah. you help first so um you know we've fostered before at home animals and they really love to do that and it's a fun thing to do when you're a kid you know like have little kittens at home and you have like a guinea pig or something we like also that? have guinea pig rescues yes that, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first person i remember like remember the guinea pig and then we, we just came from peru which is a different kind of thing over yeah there. you guys wanted <laughs> to eat it. them that's right it's like no i just saved them from a snake i'm not gonna feed you my guinea pig <laughs> Yeah, we saved guinea pigs because somebody raised them to be snake food, and yeah, you can't have that happen. Oh wow! You never told me that part of the story. Yeah. You and just then, say I rescue guinea pigs, yeah. and and your gr yeah. girls and your husband <laughs> is also part of the. But somebody needs to take care of them when I'm not home. That's you know right. how that is. That's right. <laughs> somebody you know needs to. <laughs> somebody needs to keep everything well, and everyone alive. So we do that, and it's it's a great thing for kids. It's a fantastic way to learn how to be responsible yeah. for other things. You know. Um, but also being empathetic, you know, and, and helping people as well. So about a little bit more than a year ago, obviously, when uh, when Russia attacked Ukraine, um, a lot of refugees came in. And it was, I'm not entirely sure if the rest of the world really um, noticed how, to what, as, as to what extent. Like about, say, five days into the attacks, there's a train from... Warsaw to Five Berlin, days. yeah, Warsaw to Berlin, and um, a lot of people were going into Poland. To this day, Poland has almost four million refugees from the Ukraine. Yeah, so people were going to Poland, and obviously Poland was super crowded and was difficult to get across the border. And they would take the train from Warsaw to Berlin. So for the entire month of March, every day in Berlin, trains would come with a minimum of ten thousand people. Yeah. It's it's an unbelievable number, and you've been to that train station. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful train station. It's it's a big train station, but it was it was insane. The the train company started running extra trains to get all the people out of Warsaw, and um, they would come arrive in Berlin. And as every government, it's very slow in responding to things. So the people of Berlin actually came together and started feeding the refugees, clothing them, and going as far, which I thought was the most amazing thing ever, people would go to the train station with little signs, were <coughs> just paper signs that said, I have room for, for two people. Wow. And they would take them home and have them stay at their houses. Without? Yeah, without knowing that, without even being able to speak the language, um, they did that. 
that was a big thing that people in Berlin did that they opened their homes and let um, the refugees stay. So what we did is we set the goal, okay, we're going to make like 100 sandwiches every day and bring them to the train station. Wow. So um, that was a family effort. Everybody sat down at the table. Uh, my older one Googled, you know, bread and everything in, in, in Ukrainian and was writing it on little sandwich bags. Oh, okay. And the little one was making the sandwiches and putting like little How old are the girls now? They are now 13 and 10. Oh my. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> and How uh, long do we know each other? 10 years now. <sighs> this so, so, yeah. Oh my I know. God. One was three when we met. I know. And the other one was in, on the way. And so I thought she was, she was, she was really, she was freshly born. Oh, she was freshly born. Yes. Um, so yeah, we did that every day, and then our neighborhood really came together. And all of a sudden, I met neighbors that I had never met before. We all had a WhatsApp group, and everybody took turns going to the train station at night. You know, because it's it was hard to do it every day, and uh, collecting donations. Like I swear, every blanket and every pillow in the house that wasn't used went to that train station. That's great. Because people were, you know, sleeping there on the floor. And it was all women and children. That was it? Yeah, that was it. Because men weren't allowed to leave the country. So it was really just older people and women and children. And lots and lots of animals. So many animals. Any kind? Any kind. I've seen... In the train? In the train. In, yeah, I mean, really, like, big dogs, small dogs, cats, okay. a ton of cats, birds. I've seen a lot of people... And, you know, and they didn't, a lot of people didn't have time to evacuate properly and have everybody crated, you know. Like, I worked in a refugee center right after, and um, my job was to welcome the people that would come there, and then they would be processed, the data would be processed, and then they would be moved on to different locations throughout Germany because Berlin was, at that point, there just too many people. Overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, um, at the end, like, by now we're, I think, at close to like 1.8 million refugees in Germany, and the majority came through Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So that refugee center was um, huge. It was the old airport. You still know it, uh, the old Berlin airport. And, uh, yeah, there's tons of people coming through with children. Some of them were hurt, which was a very, I mean, a difficult experience because I've never seen anything like that. I've never mm -hmm. seen people that had gunshot wounds or anything like that. There was a big medical truck at the, at the airport, and sometimes I would have to bring sick people or wounded people to the medical truck. Um, lots of women and children, um, lots of animals, um, and you know you had to collect donations. I always brought donations home for for kids to entertain them. You know when you get there and data has been processed and stuff like that. You know kids get bored, and animals. You know just making sure that when somebody came, a lot of people came with those little just shopping bags and had their cats in it. And, you oh. know, and you would be like, hey, you know, do you, let me get you a crate for yeah. your pet, you know, so you can, because sometimes they safer. had, they, yeah, 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 safer. And they had been in there for days because taking that train and coming from the Ukraine, most people, it took them like between five to 10 days. And sometimes cats or dogs, they were, you know, in shopping yeah. carts for like five to 10 days. Wow. It was crazy. And not I love that they took the time to bring their animals. You know what I mean? I did too. And it was really difficult because in the beginning, Poland didn't want to, it's the European Union border. So they want to, you know, you have to show that your pet is vaccinated. And That's, stuff. Right. That's right. And a lot of people left in a hurry. They didn't bring their own papers, let alone thinking about your vaccination card yeah. for your dog. So um, 
like I think like two or three weeks in, they changed the rule because a lot of people then were so scared that they left their pets at the border. Um, uh. Yeah, and they changed it and they let people come in without anything. And then actually you could, in Germany, you can have your you get pets vaccinated, vaccinated for free. Yeah. Like the veterinarians would offer yeah. that service. If you Makes would sense. bring, you know, um, a note that said that you're a refugee, you could have them vaccinated for free. You can have the vet would check that. In our neighborhood was actually a dog that was um, fostered because he was shot in the leg three times. And people managed to bring... It is not an uncommon sign in Berlin to see, see a lot of Ukrainian cars because some people left with their cars. And you will see cars with bullet holes in them. Yeah. It's it's very strange. I mean, it's you yes. know, it's for normal. For, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Where I'm from. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, hello, I am bullet shots <laughs> on a car. That's normal. Yeah, but in Germany, you know how it is. We don't have guns. It's a do. very unusual. I'm, I, I'm happy about that part. I understand that you know in America yeah. they like the uh, the the rights of carrying guns <laughs> or owning guns, but I like the idea more of like. I, let's learn first about how to be nice to each other, how to be nice to yourself, yes. so you don't you don't get angry and one day you think that that is uh, uh, an option. How to provide you know uh, I mean? mental health care for people that are self control, yeah. self love, self value, yeah. self knowledge. Because when you have that, that is your best weapon. Yeah. Right, because you're gonna go after safe, peace, love, yeah. trust, respect, love. You're gonna be a person of honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and when you live in that world. You actually go help animals or people. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. is a weapon on its own, but it's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the one we should learn first. It's the one that's most rewarding. You know, it's, I feel it's, some, it's so beautiful to, to, have, to be in a position where you, can, where you can help other, you know, human beings or animals. That's yeah. a beautiful thing, you know, that should, everybody should oh, planet. Strive. Yeah, everybody should strive you know for that. I mean? You know, oh, the planet, like the trees, yeah. uh, plastic, like this yes. ocean. Yeah. You know, all of that is is something that, that uh, helping people and, and why I love this conversation so much is 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 because uh, better human is and better planet is is just all of us doing our little part. Yeah, you know, which yours is is a, I mean for you guys. Uh, to help 1. what million people? 1.8 million 1. people. 1.8 million people that they are running away, flight from a dangerous place. Yeah. That, nobody wants to leave no. their home. No. And definitely nobody wants to leave afraid. No. Right? And but but the fact that someone out there in the world has the kindness, the empathy, yeah. the com the compassion, uh, the motivation, the inspiration, just to give you a different life for a little moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you're not alone. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, when you grew up in places uh, where I grew up, you feel alone because corruption is very big. Yeah. Uh, cartels rule. Yeah. And the uncertainty of the place is, is really strong. So you just learn to survive. Yeah. But you don't really learn to be peaceful, to yeah. be calm, to, you know, to feel safe. It's something that's very much like almost like a therapy to I mean, I think we were all overwhelmed by the news and the images that we've seen, you know, and you feel extremely powerless because I mean, what are you going to do in that position that you're in? So being able and to do 
something in the situation, meaning donating food or donating your time to help others. You know, it helps you cope with the situation and everything you've seen, you know. Like in the beginning, I remember feeling so lost and thinking that is so awful that in 2022, we're looking at pictures like that, at images like that in our neighborhood. You know, I mean, Ukraine is from Berlin. It's like 900 kilometers. It's Which is not, an hour's no. So it's like, it's not maybe like a 10 hour, 12 hour drive. It's not Drive long. and then a plane? Two hours. Yeah, maybe two. So super close. It is super close. It is very close. And that, you know, makes it very, it, it's a different kind of experience. Not saying it's not as bad when it happens like really far away, but it, it, it hits differently when yeah. it's so close to home. Yeah. And it is essentially, you know, about what the world is going to be like. You know, they are truly and honestly fighting the war for the Western civilization. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 a very it's affecting everyone on how this war is going to end. So it's it's very. So here in America, we get a different story about what are you guys here? Why is the reason of that? Why? Why? Why the war? Hap the war happened? Well, I mean, the war technically started in 2014 because Putin already invaded uh, Crimea, which is part of the Ukraine, in 2014. And so that's real. That's real. That's a fact. And, that's a fact. Okay. You know, and ever since then, people expected him to do something. But it's really interesting. I let a, I I talked to a lot of people. I had a friend help me out who actually speaks uh, Ukrainian, and she translated a lot of the stories that that I, that we heard, and. Even though people knew that was going on in the country, still didn't expect this to happen. There was this one story about this lady that, because the first bombs uh, attacks happened early in the morning, and she woke up to the news of it, and she had to take her daughter to the dentist that day. And it was such a surreal thing to happen in her country that she was like, am I still going to the dentist? Are we fleeing the country? What are we doing? Are we fleeing wow. the country? And she started going to the dentist with her daughter until she went outside, was in the car and saw the smoke from from the rockets that that, that hit Kiev. And then she was like, okay, this is this is real. This is a giant disruptor. We got to go. And, you know, that people, I think that's beautifully describing and horrifically describing that process of realizing what the extent of what is happening. It is really a war. You know, it's not just a one incident, it's a war that is starting. So, yeah, it's, people should not, should be aware of the situation. I, f I feel, you know, with everything bad that is happening in the world, there comes a point where we get used to it, we get a little bit desensitized to it. And or, or we learn not to trust, you know, yeah. like who's telling the truth? Yeah. So it creates a, so what I have learned, you know, in 53 years of my life is, is that we get information that confuses us. You know what I mean? It's a lot of confusion, yeah. right? Because it, it attacks the trust and the respect and the love, yep. right? So you don't trust this thing, or you don't yeah. trust these people, yeah. and these people talk back about these people, yeah. right? And then, so the easiest way to exist in that environment is not to pay attention to anybody. But then you become desensitized and you and you actually learn not to care, Yeah. you know? And so, uh, because people trust and respect what what I do and what I say uh, is is uh, I feel the responsibility of bringing you know people like yourself. They talk about a, 
they talk about what is happening in their home and how it's happening in their home. So we can actually do something about it. Because yeah. if, we, if we become desensitized, we actually become part of the problem. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, you know, I, 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 I think empathy, compassion, uh, yeah. calm, surrender, open-minded. You know, be curious about it without being. Um, uh, hey, without having the. Uh, in, in Spanish, they call it they call it chismoso, which is uh, like when people just want to hear what's bad in other places. Yeah. But, but not for solution. It's just. Yeah. You know, uh, gossipers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, it's 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 really um, to have the curiosity. Are you okay? Yeah. Can I help you? Yeah. You know, because that's really it's, it's uh, now that I that I have you know that I speak English, that I have papers, that I can go all over the world. Hey, I tell Luis, Luis, where can we go to make an impact? Yeah. You know, and I, I already for for my retirement, I want to be part of of any um, uh, uh, where they have the children's. Where is it called? Uh, where they don't have parents. Where, orphanage yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And so. And, and then start sharing the knowledge since yeah. they're little all the way to 10. Yeah. Right? So they learn energy, philosophy, actions. Yeah. Right? So that so that way they have a much better chance to self-love, self-value, self-knowledge, yeah. even though their parents were not there for them. But yeah. somebody else was there for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that somebody else makes sure their spirit is, is a, a, they understand to hold their spirituality, to yeah. hold their instincts, to hold their love, to hold their creativity and, and have a healthy body. That's all you need to succeed. Yeah. If, you don't need money, fame, and power. That's the outcome. Yeah. Right? What you need is to have a, 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 a very, very uh, uh, healthy spirit. Right? Yeah. Honest, integrity, loyalty, happiness, live in the moment. And then you need understand the instincts. What position would you play in the pack, yeah. and and what are you gonna do? Food, water, shelter, yeah. family. That's the, and then your your love. What's love for? Is to love conditionally or to love unconditionally? Of course, I uh, I'm promoting to be unconditional. Yeah. Right? And then the mind. What's the mind for? Well, the mind is to create or destroy. Make sure you choose creation. Yeah. Right. So if you grew up with, with that agree. understanding, by the time that you're 10 years old, you master this. Yeah. You must, you know why the bird is doing that, why yeah. the camel is doing that, why why the emu is doing it. It doesn't matter the species. What matters is you understand the spirit of the animal and the instincts of that animal. Yeah. And it comes down to trust, respect. Yeah. The outcome of those two is real love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that for me is like, where can we make a difference? Yeah. And that's all that matters that's in what the matters. end. You know? It's because it's that that's 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 what makes us happy and and everything. I mean, you know, money, fame, and everything does not make you happy. It's no. it's being at peace with yourself and the world that is making you happy. I, I am um, honored uh, to be able to to meet the most powerful families in the world, the most yeah. rich families in the world, and the most famous families in the world, but they have a dog problem. Yeah. And that makes them not happy. Yeah. And that makes him not enjoy the true love of a dog, right? Because yeah. now the dog is aggressive, he's fearful, he's, he, he practices avoidance. And yeah. so those families will not be able to walk a dog off leash or have a dog uh, uh, in reunions with the whole family. And, and it's part of it. Yeah. They actually isolate them. Yeah. You know, and they don't want to go for walks. Uh, they feel the dog is aggressive. But but money, fame, and power, the point is, is, is definitely a, a, 
a commodity. Is that the yeah. right word? Yeah. But I think the way to live life is natural, simple, profound. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's what I feel every time that I'm in Germany, uh, how much they love the message of natural, simple, profound. You know, they, they, they really enjoy it. I see their, their faces their, yeah. and the energy. And, and, and uh, in, when, they, when they send me messages, it's like, I love the nose, eyes, ears. Yeah. I love the exercise, discipline, affection. And no one understands discipline better than the Germans and the Japanese. <laughs> right? So when I say discipline, they don't question it. You know what I mean? Like the rest of the world, is discipline is punishment. No. Yeah. It's how the Germans are Germans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is, is, is structure. Yeah. That's it. That, that's, that's pretty. So I don't have to go over the, 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 what, what is discipline means. Yeah. You know, in the rest of the world, I have to break it down because they attach it to the wrong thing. Yeah, that's a, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that the, the dog culture is, is 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 fairly different in Germany than it is in in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. It's it's. I'm not gonna say it's day and night, but it has definitely um, structure. It has you know like the whole Germans love to go outside and walk their dogs several times a day yeah. and and you know. Don't necessarily have dog parks, but you just basically can go anywhere with your dog. We yeah. take them to restaurants and bars. Yeah, we tend to. You take know, in our Mexico, dogs there is no no dog parks. The whole country is a dog park. Yeah, the whole country is a dog park. Yeah, right. So Mexicans, when they hear it's a dog park, what, what it's a land for dogs to be inside a, a, a fences. Yeah, right. So a Mexican dog goes to the beach if he wants to go to the beach. Yeah, or to church if he wants to go to church. Yeah, he can take a a, a bus. Yeah. If he wants to take a bus, the yeah. whole the whole country is a dog park. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that, but he understands the rules, the boundaries, and the limitations. Yeah, you know people call it people call it a street dog. Yeah, which is called another member of our society. Yeah, this he's just another member. Yeah, there's a lot of street people. Yeah, you know we just don't call them homeless. It's just people they 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 do a lot of business in their streets. Yeah. You know, it's called a hustle in America. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yep. They're hustle. They're selling things. They're doing that. It's just, but the interaction uh, that happens in Mexico with a dog is you get to be respectful to another species and he gets to find food and water and family and protect his territory his way. Yeah. Right? We don't, we don't, we don't have, uh, uh, people are not afraid of dogs off leash. When you are in America and you see an off-leash dog, they immediately want to send him back to the to the owner, which is the right thing to do, or they're afraid of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, they don't know how to experience a dog adapting himself to civilization. They don't, yeah. you know, and when and when Americans go to, uh, to Mexico, they feel sorry for the dog in the street. It's like, uh, I understand they're skinny, nobody baits them, they have ticks and all of that stuff, but that dog psychologically and spiritually is freaking happy. Yeah, it's probably coming from a healthier place. Yeah, than, than if you if you get a chance to survive versus yeah. a chance to not survive, you choose survival. Yeah, because at least you learn about life. Yeah, you know you get a chance to be you. Yeah, you know using your own natural abilities to survive versus everything that's been given to you. Yeah, if we do that to kids, we ruin them. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a it's 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 all super interesting, you know, and especially when you think about that. As be, at least in Germany, the, the whole pet industry, um, you know, food and dog beds, leashes, everything you can think of that has to do with uh, having a pet, is a bigger industry than the one for children. 
it's there is more money in in a in a pet industry than there is in a child industry. Amazing. Um, that is that is crazy to think about. I mean, it's wonderful and it gives us the opportunity to right. to tour in those markets and yep. and explain it to people and try to teach them and try to yeah have a better. I mean, don't need to quote you mm -hmm. um, <laughs> for everybody to get along and have a fulfilling life with a with a with a pet. But this is your never... first time in California. Yes. What do you th what do you what, like? What do you ever like? Want to see California? Like being um, in Germany? I I do. I want to travel the coast the coast, and I just want to go up north. Why up north? It's you what know are the, what the are Pacific you Northwest uh -huh. is beautiful. I want to see that. LA. I don't know. When I landed, I told Louis, you know, it's, it was cold. It's rainy and everything smells like weed. It's very <laughs> here. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, so, so yes. I got it. Yes, that's <laughs> they're in, definitely the capital of weed. <laughs> yes. We, yeah. So funny because uh, when I grew up in Mexico, the only thing I knew about America was not Washington D.C., was not Houston, yeah. was not Tennessee, was not Kentucky. Yeah. I never heard about it. Right. Yeah. The only thing I heard was Disneyland and Hollywood. Oh, okay. That's all. That's as far as I wanted to go, Sina. That's as far as I wanted to go because I grew up watching Lassie and Rintintin. You know that story. Yeah. And and to me, America was just Hollywood or Disneyland. I don't, like, I don't like either. I don't like amusement parks. Me neither. And I don't... Don't the, say that around Andre because <laughs> apparently he loves it. Apparently my, my two kids love Disneyland. Like, uh, uh, that's... I, I, I understand when they're little. Yeah. But... but uh, uh, I work in Hollywood, yeah. not because I, I'm an actor, it's just because I do TV shows, right? Yeah. And do you know about, I'm about to be 20 years on TV? I had no idea. That's amazing. That's amazing. I didn't came to America to be on TV. Yeah. You know, I came and I wanted to go there because that's where Lassie and Rain Thin live in my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I love that, na that naiveness. I always remember it. I love to hold that naiveness because it's the innocence of a child. Yeah. You we know? should all preserve this as long yes, as we can. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I do it. I do it. And I, and I repeat it for a reason because it sent me back to that moment of naiveness and fantasizing that one day I will go. Yeah. Even though my parents didn't have passport or visa at that time. Yeah. You know? So in reality, it was impossible. Yeah. But how much were you, how much were you aware of it? About that, what? That you couldn't go other places because. Of oh that. yeah, but I, I always knew we were poor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but you can't go places like, you know, when I grew up in in East Germany, we couldn't go anywhere, but I wasn't aware of it. You know, it's kind of maybe it's that when you say the golden, the not the golden one, but a, a cage one. You know, when you're inside the cage, you don't know what the rest That's of the right. outside looks like. You kind of right. like I'm. Guess I'm good where I, I am. knew that my friends, uh, my friends were able to go to Mexico City. Yeah. And some of my friends would go to a place called Disneyland. Yeah. Right. Uh, I knew that my my mom and my dad never talk about it, and 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 so that that was <laughs> that's as far as I knew that the reason why we didn't go because we never talk about it. Yeah. You know they never want to say we can we can go or like to uh, have a, like a fantasy in your head that you might go. Yeah. You know because I'm gonna hold my parents to it. Yeah. Right. So they were they were very very um, uh, careful. And at the same time, you're right. I I never knew that I that I wanted to go either. Yeah. I never knew it existed. So it must have been hard so for you. Ignorance parents. is bliss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it can yeah. be bliss. Yeah. It can Sometimes be. it's not. It's you know when when so when it's not bliss, it's 
is when when you can uh, you're ignorant and you hurt people. Yeah. You know, out of ignorance. Yeah. But it must have been hard for your parents because you know when and it's that's the that's the thing that we understand when we become parents how hard it is that you want to give everything you have to your children and yeah. you want them to better and have everything you didn't have. Yeah. Sometimes probably you you, you know you try we all tend to overcompensate on certain things but um, knowing that your child may want to go to Disneyland and you know that's not going to happen that's because you don't have the money you don't have the papers or anything like that's that. Right. that that must have been horrible you know because you would probably you know they probably would have loved to take in you hopefully think yeah, so they never went through their head <laughs> as far as we went together as a family was uh, El Rancho, the, the ranch. Yeah. Um, so I, I was born in Culiacán, Sinaloa. Then we moved to the ranch. Yeah. Then I, I I stay in the ranch, which is the most blessing thing that happened to me, right? Because my grandfather was there, my grandmother was there, my mom, my dad, you yeah. know. My grandfather died 105. My grandmother died 105. All that knowledge, Sina, all yeah. that love was given to me from birth to five. And then after that, I needed to go to kindergarten, yeah. right? And then we moved to the city. Yeah. And in the city, that's where, oh, you got to go to school. But I already had the connection, the communication, the relationship with nature, yeah. you know? So to the point that growing up in the city, I developed, not developed, but they gave me the uh, a nickname, yeah. El Perrero. Because yeah. I was the only kid that was followed by dogs, Yeah. right? And, and so back then, it was like a curse. Yeah. And in America, they call you the dog whisperer. In Mexico, they call you el perrero. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's the difference of like the values of, that, of, of stuff. Yeah. But thanks to that, I, I, I developed a, um, a connection. I didn't have a lot of human friends. Yeah. So the animals became my friends. Yeah. You know, like the fulfillment of that shit. I don't have a lot of friends, but I have a lot of animals. And okay. And I adapt. I didn't do it consciously. Yeah. It was unconsciously done. You yeah. know, I, I, I felt at home, Yeah. you know, because I, 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 practically I was raised in a farm. Then I have to move to the city. When you're a kid, you don't want to move to a place that you're happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it's more things, you're going to have more friends. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you're you going to see the city. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I didn't want to move. I was yeah. happy. I totally get that. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. And look at now, now I have a ranch. Now you're living the dream. And now I have a ranch. My, yeah. You know, my family never owned a land. You know, so I'm the first one in my family that owns a land, and and I. Me too. I, oh yeah. Yes, my family never owned anything like, you know, back generations. No, they just didn't, and I don't know. Maybe that's why. Maybe the same for you, but that was a desire to maybe be the first one to, to make it and say I own something. You know, something I can pass on. Like to break the cycle. I call yeah. it like yeah. breaking the cycle and, yeah. and, and and like getting in, getting into another position so we can enjoy the evolution or yeah. the creation of of what people have created yeah. you know what i mean because otherwise yeah. we'll stay in the same place yeah uh, ba uh, based on, on on their yeah. belief system yeah and you, you know? can leave something to your to your to your family that's that's a beautiful thing too yes you can pass on value yes so talking about breaking the cycles and talking about animals uh, and talking about this is your first time in California. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're spending it with us. Uh, obviously, we respect you. We love you. We trust you. My whole Mexican team. And I would like Likewise. to take a nice pack walk with you. Awesome. So you can have it and tell the girls that you walk with a pack of animals. 
and and, uh, and 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 a magical place. They'd be very jealous. Better than Disneyland. Yes, ah! definitely. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Before, yeah, they love they love Lorenzo for some reason. All the Germans are like I want the llama. Yeah, I guess they. You don't get to see a llama that very often <laughs> and walk right with it. <laughs> That's right. So the little girl inside of me is very happy. Yes, that's right. That that is that is it. I think this one her name is Nikita. They change the name all the time. Hey yeah. So what do you think about the new um message that we should bring into Europe? I can't wait to go back by the way. I can't wait to go back. I think Yeah, I can't wait. For you to come back, it's yeah. been four years. Four years? Four years. Oh, oh my God. Happens. You hear that, Rio? It's good to remind people, you know, all the messages that we had before, going back to the basics, mm -hmm. especially now that a lot of people during the pandemic have adopted pets. Mm -hmm. There are a lot, new, a lot of new pet owners. And it's good to, you know, do a little reminder. Yeah. What is it really about? Yeah. Let's refocus. Yeah. After three years of craziness in the that's, world, that's let's right. refocus. Let's go back to natural, simple, profound. Exactly. Yeah. And what do you think about the ranch? I love it here. Yeah? It's, uh, so much. You know, when I, at home, like, we play with Legos a lot, and I built little ranches with Legos. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like, this is awesome. Thank and you. I love all the animals. Yeah. I was a big horse girl when I was when I was little. Right. I love dogs. Right. Love llamas. Love right. cow. Yeah, India. Cow yes, I wanted to have a cow and name her India. She's great. She is amazing. I with her yesterday. <laughs> She's adorable. Yeah. So my, so the goal, you know, is, is uh, when I when I when I said I need to get a land, because yeah. I I was. I was getting tickets by walking so many dogs off leash because they need to walk yeah. off leash, right? Yeah. And there's not really places in America where a dog can walk off leash without you getting a ticket. Yeah. And, and Americans were not used to see someone walking more than 10 dogs off leash. Yeah. You know, they, they're used to see homeless people yeah. and it's one dog. Yeah. But when, once I started doing it, I was walking 40 dogs off leash, which yeah. to me is normal off leash. Yeah. Coming from Mexico, we don't put leashes on a dog, right? But then... Then I, then I realized, okay, I need to have a place where this philosophy or natural way of being can be practiced so Americans can see, yeah. you know, uh, uh, how, how does it feel like, how does it look like, yeah. you know, when you have a dog next to a llama, yeah. bird, yeah. Um, whatever species it is, you know, because they, they're not used to it. Yeah. They're just not used to it. They're, 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 they don't understand the concept of... Uh, even though they say the land of the free, yeah. it's like, no, you're not free. You need a leash. It's a leash law, <laughs> right? Yeah. So then I had, then I, at one point I, 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 I saw this land. This actually, this land used to belong to a Dutch lady. Oh, yeah. So she used to own this land, yeah. this land and that land. She sold it. She kept this one. She wanted it to make it look, you know, uh, close to what I, what I done. Um, but she had emphysema, so yeah. So she wanted to sell it before she passed. Yeah. And but she wanted to sell it to someone who loved her, the land as much as she did. And of course, I loved the land as much as That's she did. Cool yeah. See, somehow got to almost 
you know, incorporate her dream into what? Yes, that's right. Yeah, she didn't want to sell the land to just anybody, right? But and so when I came in, uh, uh, and then she knew, you know, who I was. She loved German Shepherds, and she didn't get to see it after that. She didn't get to see yeah. it. She just get to know that the land was in good hands, but she didn't get to see none of it. Look how beautiful this is. It is Look how beautiful this is. You definitely created a little paradise. Yeah. And I love that you, yes, I, I can tell you have so many more ideas. <laughs> yes. Things what's going to happen next. Yes. We're going to have a restaurant. We're going to have RVs over there so people yeah. can stay on the weekends, like yeah. Airbnb type of thing. Yeah. Like I, I want people to stay so we can wake them up in the morning, do yoga, meditation, uh, stretch, whatever, right? Yeah. All the stuff that people do but incorporating animals into it. Because everybody uh, practice yoga, meditation, or, or um, ayahuasca, whatever, but there's no animals in it. Yeah. So, and, so I, I, to me, I think uh, if you incorporate the animals, you can begin to practice what you just learned. You know, the people that work with me become my family. But, but, but there is something about the blood, you know, that there's something that is natural. And, and so that's it. That's all I have. Two kids, two, two, two human beings, part of my blood family. Everybody else is part of my, uh, um, you know, uh, being in that circumstances family, which I love them and trust them and, and respect them very much. But I do miss that family thing, yeah. you know, and I'm pretty sure that when you go to work, you, you miss your husband, of course, number one, <laughs> and then the, the girls, yeah, you know. But that's why, you know, when you want to make it count when you're not home, you know, yeah. I try to have as much intention as possible about the time that I'm away from home. Yeah. You know, yeah. seeing the people I respect and like and love and doing things that have a lot of intention so it's it's worth yeah the time that I'm that's right that's right at the same time it's worth the sacrifice exactly and at the same time showing the girls you know you can do it yeah very hard and very difficult and challenging not always easy but it's good to know that you can have several things in your life you don't yeah. have to make a decision between having a passion a job or being a parent yeah you know you can you can you can try to do both. Yeah, always oh, easy, but well, I think you can. They need to see it, but you know they need to see the example. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you have a dream of being whatever thing in the world? They seen it. Yeah. You know, but it's a sacrifice that need to be made. Yeah. Is is you have to take this level of responsibility at the highest level, yeah. and, you know, and you always have to have in mind, uh, you do it for yourself, you do it for the world, you do it yeah. for the family, for somebody. You know what I mean? Inspire, yeah. motivate yourself that, that what you're doing is for a bigger picture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that will keep you in a place of inspire, inspiration and motivation. And, and that way you, you lead by example. Yeah, dreams come true, but you got to work at it. Yeah. You know? So in your case, you were talking about uh, the minority as a female. Can you make it happen? Can you be successful? In my case, as a Hispanic, can I, be, can I make it happen? Can I be successful? Hey. hey there is challenges, but if you want to, if you have, 
faith in you, you're, you're, you understand that you have to do hard work, passion, and creativity, that's how you're going to make it happen, even though there is a label of called minority. You have to hustle a little harder than everyone that's, else. <laughs> that's right. That's it. What? And that's why this place, as soon as you, so you, you arrive, is trust, respect, love. And I think that's what the world needs right now. To trust themselves, to respect themselves, to love themselves, to trust other people. What's happening with the, with the uh, people, you know, running away from, from a war zone? They need to trust. They need to feel respected. They need to feel love. And what you guys done for the refugees is practically what they needed, so so they can feel safe, at least just a little bit, you know, to recover the peace. And eventually, you feel the love. So, it's it's. I think the uh, the uh, right now the uh, the formula is about self-knowledge, self-value, self-love, and, and, or trust yourself, respect yourself, love yourself, you know? So that's, that's the message yeah. I'm planning to bring this time. I love that. That's Good. <laughs> now let's go get some doners. Doners. Mexican style is called tacos. <laughs> let's go.